Cougar fans, it is time. Touchdown! What a grab! It's time to raise your colors, raise your voice, and join in on the raucous roundtable about your favorite team, the BYU Cougars. 15-10-5, It's time to tailgate. Cougar Tailgate, where BYU sports fandom lives. And here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? I'm Lauren McLean, and we're here to tailgate with you doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. BYU football took down the Thunderbirds last week 41-16 with a much-improved offensive showing and now enter their first true test of the season, SEC foe Arkansas. For today's roundtable discussion, we have BYU Radio sports producer and host Cleon Wall and former BYU punter and rugby star, the Kiwi Cowboy, Johnny Linehan. Thanks for coming here, guys. I, I feel like the... <laughs> I feel like the guy who's just kind of here. It's you two are the stars of the show, and I'm just like no, here, Cleon. So. Th- thanks for thanks for inviting me, Lauren. You gotta stop saying that. You you are a valued <laughs> member of this team, Johnny. Welcome. Thank you. I I'm I'm also similar. I I feel like anytime somebody wants to talk to me, being a has been, <laughs> I jump at it. So I told my boss I gotta leave. I gotta get down to BYU, and people still recognize me. I think so. They do for we'll, sure. We'll see. You're yeah. like I don't even know what this for. I don't even know what the show is, but let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Before we get into anything else, Johnny, I want to know what your assessment of and your love of Ryan Rico, because I know the love is is strong. It's great. What's your assessment of him so far? Right. My wife has a few questions because I do love him so much. (laughs) Ryan, first of all, I'm glad Ryan chose to serve a mission because if he didn't, I would never have played because he would have come right out of high school and taken my job. The Ricos, the family, he's got an older brother, Austin, who played at University of Idaho about the same time that I was playing as well. So fortunately, BYU missed on him because he was, a, I think, a Lou Groza finalist and a Ray Guy finalist. They're just a, wow. a phenomenal kicking family, and they can they can kick the ball much further than I could ever dream dream of it. And Ryan, he's just a phenomenal person off the field. But on the field, what a weapon. This year, we've been able to see that more than previous years because, unfortunately for some, fortunately for me, (laughs) we have punted more than we have in the past. And that special teams unit, the punt unit, with Marcus McKenzie as the lead gunner, it's been such a joy to watch. Yeah, because I feel like Ryan Rico wasn't talked much about before this season, and I'm sure that's why. We just didn't see what he could do. And uh, unfortunately... (laughs) We've seen a lot of what he can do so far, and he's been he's been fantastic. So you guys do have a relationship off the field, I'm assuming. Yeah, absolutely. I've been out to golf with him a few times, and obviously when Jake was playing, Jake's one of my best friends, so they're good friends. So I texted him after he tried to follow my roll and do a fake punt that did it that brought down his rushing average from what 49 yards to 22 yards a carry so he's still he's still doing much better than my one yard on average carry but i texted him afterwards to say hey you're just a weapon man because he really is uh and it's been really cool so i think ryan is definitely one that has the potential to make a lot of money kicking footballs yeah and getting some good nfl film especially against some good upcoming opponents I think is going to do a lot a lot of good for him. So I'm excited to see him continue to smoke him. Did you text him and were you like, hey, be yourself, man. You don't need to be like me. Be yourself. <laughs> no, you what, was, what was funny is I, I know I hated it after people would text me. So I don't even mention it, right? If he wants to bring it up, we can yeah. chat. But 
it's just those things. Football is some good plays, some bad plays. What was funnier, though, was where I was sitting in the stadium. Everybody turned to me and was like, <laughs> boo, like, what are you doing? And I'm, man, I'm six years removed from this. I didn't have anything to do with it. So I the had BYU to go. BYU fans don't even drink beer, but they somehow found something they to were, throw yeah, in well, at they, that moment. Yeah, well, they don't drink beer, but they spill a lot of Coke. Those, <laughs> there's so much that spills down. So I had to go on Kugelboard afterwards to plead my innocence in my case to say, well, I appreciate the aggressiveness wasn't my decision, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. From up here in the stands. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk about last week a little bit. According to Pro Football Focus, Keaton got a grade of 90.5 and called him one of the best in college football week two. However, SU's head coach, Delane Fitzgerald, wasn't impressed with BYU's offense, especially when it came to the rushing game. He said BYU's inability to rush the football on us on Saturday is a combination of us being good and them not being where they are supposed to be. I worry about them a little bit in the Big 12 with that offensive line. Uh, do you agree with him, Cleon? First of all, can I just say when I saw this, I thought, that's very magnanimous of you, Coach. Thanks a lot for telling us. <laughs> appreciate you, Coach. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> After you just lost 41-16. to 16. Yeah, Thanks. but on the whole, I, I agree with him. I agree with yeah. him. Two weeks against, please excuse me, Southern Utah fans, but two weeks against lesser opponents, and guys are just going to be lining up to take down this running game. I'm not saying BYU should panic yet, but if this is the way the offense is going to be, then maybe we need to set up some sort of a, I don't want to say a completely different offense, but maybe you need to pass the ball a little bit more, pass it that the passes are kind of like runs. Just You might have to do that until you loosen things up or until the offensive line improves because, man, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. It's it, it's just kind of disheartening when I when I saw that. I'm just like, I I expected more out of week one to week two. Yeah. What did you think about his comments, Johnny? Yeah. So I want to start a GoFundMe for the coach, <laughs> but instead of taking monetary donations, we just need donations of attention because that's all he's looking for, <laughs> yeah. and he's getting it from BYU fans. While I agree with him, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to say, and it's actually good. Should give the boys some fire. To say it kind of after the game like that and the way that he said it seemed a little bit out of pocket because we know Coach Sataki, he's completely, he's always super nice yep. and praiseworthy of opponents before and after the game. So that was the only thing that rubbed me the wrong way. But in regards to getting the run game going, I have expected a lot more out of our offensive line. I also know Aiden Robbins is a phenomenal running back, but we haven't seen him run as hard as he needs to. And LJ's actually been a really great find, and I think he's stepped up to really be the RB1 and start taking some of those snaps. So while the running game has struggled, I think there's been some good questions that have been answered and some positives even with those negatives. Yeah, and I think that that's definitely the biggest question ending in week, week three is – that rush attack will there be a rushing game is it the offensive line is it the running backs what's going on there and I'm sure a lot of those things are going to be answered and I don't I don't necessarily think it's one group it never is it's always the full package but yeah interesting comments there uh that sounds like something that should come from the head coach of your own team but that's <laughs> right. why you're like huh? and I'm sure it is in the locker room yes, right for like, sure yeah. Kalani's pretty stone-faced and the same yeah. right we'll, we'll watch the we'll watch the film yeah the same coach proud, talk proud of the boys hear. But in the locker room, you know he's got us fired yeah. up, ready to go. I mean, and if a punter says that, you know the rest of the team feels <laughs> that as well. So I, I was excited with this SUU game while, while it started off pretty poor. We finished really well. We started to see Isaac Rex and started to use the tight ends, which we haven't seen in a while. We were able to use the middle of the field, which I think didn't exist there for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, so if we can get the run game going to uh, the pass game going to a point, I think that's going to open up the run. 
What's one word that you would use to describe the SU you gave? Clearly. You're asking me. Yeah. Man, I feel like such a Debbie Downer. I'm going to say perturbed. I, and that's weird because you did win. You know, you, you won big in this game. But it, it, I was hoping for a major improvement from week one to week two. For me, I, I, I've said this on a previous podcast. I take week one and I'm just like, you know what? That's week one. There's no preseason whatever it, all you want is a win out of week one and then we kind of see what the real team is in week two and i just didn't feel like if that's the real team then i think that there are some concerns out there that's that's all i would say i do agree with johnny keaton looked a lot better yeah um it, w- it was really nice to see things working with him and him passing the ball around the field he just needs it, it didn't feel like it, it's good that he has a quick release and he knew where he needed to go because it felt like there was also pressure on him during that game. It wasn't like he had a he got a complete, hit a lot. It didn't feel like he had a completely half. clean pocket where he was just able to sit back there. And again, I'm I'm saying that because of the opponents. If they had faced a really good defensive team and he was facing that type of pressure and he's getting the ball out, then I'd feel a lot better. And and as we talked about, the run game is lacking. By the way, I wasn't perturbed with the defense. I still think the defense is actually playing pretty good. I think the only thing I didn't like about it was the first two drives of each half. I felt like BYU gave up a lot of chunk plays. But if you can do that on just two drives I and your defense is doing pretty good other than that, yeah, I, I was actually pretty pretty impressed with the defense uh, the first two weeks. Yeah, I think the defense has definitely been a bright spot. The word that came to my head was hallelujah because – the offense improved significantly from week one to week two. 394 yards of total offense. They spread the love to four different receivers for touchdowns. I believe eight different receivers caught the ball. To me, just watching that, I'm like, all right, we have an offense. Because watching that week one, you're like, what do we got here? Can Keaton throw the ball? We've heard so many good things about him. We've heard great things about this offensive line, but but what are we seeing here? And I think we did definitely see an improvement in week two. All right, our fan question moving forward for this week is, what would you do or give for a win at Arkansas? Here are some of your responses. Feel free to chime in, you guys, when you hear these. Uh, Tyler Gregory says, I would shave my head for a BYU win. But for I, listen, for a guy to say that, that's not a big deal. I don't know. Did right? we? Did I mean, we see going into winter? Did Did we yeah, see Tyler? Well, wait, wait, wait. True. Did but we see? Beanie. Did we see Tyler's head? Does he have a full head of hair? Because if he doesn't, he is, does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then maybe that's I a big. He deal. has a full head of hair. Okay. Uh, at Uncle Maui on Twitter said, <laughs> "This one is interesting. I'd give away the time between now and my next gout attack for a win at Arkansas." <laughs> that is very magnanimous of him. <laughs> Wow. Uh, at Callan Freestone on Twitter said, I would give 10% of all my earnings for the rest of my life. She didn't say to whom, though. You know what I, I mean? I was going to say, isn't she, she already... She didn't specify, you know, potentially she was a member a ten... of the church. Or... Yeah. So thank you, Callan, for that. Uh, Cameron Farrell on Facebook said, I'd give up Mountain Dew, and I'll even double down and give up pulled pork for a W over the Ooh. Razorbacks. Okay, that's a big one. For how long? Mm. The rest of his life? Yeah, he didn't give a specific time, but it could be forever. Wow. I I'd give up that. Mountain Dew also because I don't drink it. Yes. Yeah, maybe, I would definitely maybe give Cameron that Maybe Cameron doesn't either. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would give up any non-diet drink because I, <laughs> I take cancer over calories. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's good to know. I cancer think... <laughs> over calories. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Peter... Gossetis on Facebook said, "If BYU wins over Arkansas, I'd give up every morning. I'd get up every morning for the next week and exa- at exactly six a.m. and immediately pour half a gallon of cold yellow Gatorade on my face. Come on, Cougs, let's get the wins. Ooh. Interesting, and I love it though. 
I love. We're thinking outside the box here. That's a good one. And the rest of his, for the rest of his life, yellow Gatorade space. Uh, Zach Ray- Rayford on Instagram. I would be so freaking happy because it's revenge time. Michael Croxel on Instagram. Run the entire Y Mountain Trail. Ooh. Have you done that, Johnny? No. Why? Why would I ever <laughs> do I anything? As a football player, you had to run to the Y. Is that not a thing? No. So with rugby, we actually did a lot. I know before I joined Bronco Head, I can't remember the name of the tradition, but he had kind of that day where they yeah. would do a bunch of stuff. Uh, but no, I have actually run the Y, but I had a bad experience running, obviously, with football. <laughs> so why would I oh choose God. to run, right? Uh, no, I actually have taken up running. I want to do it, but now I live in Vineyard and Provo's so far away. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't get down there to run it. Well, yeah, you wouldn't think it was that far, but there's so many townhomes you would, gotta leave in. Would you do it if you didn't have a football in your hand? That way, th- there's no pressure. You know, people aren't looking at you like, wait, why are you running? <laughs> <laughs> right. I think to put a little bit of skin in game, right? If if BYU beat Arkansas, maybe we can get some of these fans or whoever mentioned that yeah, they would run the Y. To do it. And we'll Hold run it. I'll, it. I'll throw a little weighted vest on, and I'll do it three times. If we beat wow. Arkansas, right? Three so, times. Yeah. We'll, we'll In the go. same day, up and down. We'll just down. go back to back to back. Yeah, we'll just we'll just go for it. We'll go David Goggins a little bit. So. <laughs> I'd be in the hospital with cardiac yes, arrest. Yes, I, I would oh too. Maybe that shows my lack of faith that we win this weekend. <laughs> but you said with a weighted vest, if, too. If we do. Yeah, because I've been doing a lot of running with the weighted vest. Here's why. It's not because <sighs> I think it's it's cool. It's because that way I can justify nine-minute miles because I'm not running any faster without <laughs> it. But with it on, I can be like, yeah, like of course I'm running slow because I have a vest on. on. Guys. Yeah. So it's more mental than it is anything. I think I'd take a nine-minute mile I right would. <laughs> Exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, uh, I can run a nine minute mile and die. I think right now I'm running about a 12 minute mile and my knee is killing me afterwards. So (laughs) quit making us look like fatties, Johnny. All right, Johnny, okay, I want to ask you, what would you give or do for an Arkansas win? Or I'm sorry, a BYU win against Arkansas? (laughs) BYU win. Well, we mentioned before we started recording this that I have four kids. So. I, I could potentially give up one of those children <laughs> for an Arkansas win. And honestly, depending on the day, it, yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a favorite, but usually every day I have a non-favorite <laughs> depending on the day. I think what would I give up? Recently, I said something on Twitter that I think was attacking a lot of people where I said I think cougar tails are overrated so i would yeah. give up cougar tails <laughs> you can, no you can't say maybe let's say will you eat an entire cougar tail oh i see i say i give them up but every game i eat one still, you still so it's eat not, it? yeah so it's still kind of a rite of passage what i would do then for the month of october i would give up energy drinks oh, which is okay. a lot for me okay yeah because that's a lot Let's so, make that happen. Let's go, BYU. Let's go. We Help want, me we want get Johnny rid of the addiction. <laughs> oh, caffeine over cancer. No. <laughs> Wait, what was it? You said, you said cancer, cancer over cancer calories. Cancer over calories. Uh, yeah, okay, that's throw right. caffeine in there, too. <laughs> can't, can't throw that in there. Cleon, what would you do or give up? I really hate spicy food. Maybe you two are just like, I mm. love something spicy. I, I just hate it. I feel like it ruins the rest of the flavors if my mouth's on fire the whole entire time. But I would eat a spicy pepper for a BYU win over <laughs> Arkansas. Wow. Okay. I would have to have a lot of milk right next to me. But yes, I would eat a spicy pepper. I'm with pepper, you on yes. that. I made the mistake at Panda Express last week. 
I normally get triple orange chicken, but yeah. this time I went, what's the other chicken that has like- Kung sp- Pao? Yeah, Kung Pao. And I didn't know it was spicy. I hate spicy. If we go to Cup Bob, nice. I'm You're like a one, one on the mild. I'm not spicy. <laughs> mild. Green sauce at Costa Vida. Absolutely. And there was like a pepper, and I don't know what went through my mind, but I ate it, and it was bad. It ruined, <laughs> ruined the entire day. So I'd rather run the Y with the weighted vest on. But <laughs> See, I'm like, give me the tears, give me the snot running down my face, the spiciness. I love it. See, I thought he was going to say he experienced a different type of run. With okay. The- <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> hey, Jersey Mike's is my favorite laxative. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> We're learning a lot more about Johnny than we need to know. I'm at that age now, right? I'm learning a lot about myself that I didn't know. Your body's changing. Right. Your body's yeah. changing because you don't. Uh, I would get into the two, the UFC octagon with Amanda Nunes for 30 seconds for a win against Arkansas. Do you know who she is, Clint? I do. I Barely. But Scary. yes, I do. But would I would be, do it. Would you be running seconds. around the whole time? I would. I would just sprint. I would uh, <laughs> curl up in a ball on the ground. But if BYU beats Arkansas, I would do it. I would do that. That's awesome. Amanda Nunes is something else. I don't think I don't think I would last thirty seconds in there with her. She'd no, if she under the chin, if she touches me, I'm down. I'm done. (laughs) I would just say, hey, tap me out. Yeah, just Just a little tap. Yeah, no, No, yeah, they'd say, go. I just tap the ground. (laughs) Done. 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 All right, this week is going to be a stiff test for the Cougars. The good news is wide receiver Cody Epps will be returning to the depth chart after a hamstring injury that kept him from the last two games. Razorbacks Raheem Rocket Sanders ran for 175 yards on 15 carries last season against the Cougars, and he will not be available on Saturday. Good news for the Cougars due to a knee injury. Both teams have 100% conversion rate in the red zone possessions, and both teams are sporting some of the most experienced quarterbacks in college football in Keaton Slovis and K.J. Jefferson, both debuted in 2019. So with all that, you guys, Vegas has Arkansas as a 10-point favorite against BYU. Do you agree with that deficit, yes or no, Johnny? I do actually agree with that deficit. I think coming into the season, BYU fans don't hate me. I actually predicted BYU to be four and eight. So wow, I had us going two and zero. Oh. Yeah, and uh, uh, so I was so not right on track. I were right on track. Thought. I was not super sold on the offense, and unfortunately, what I've seen has been more. Yeah, has confirmed that more than it has refuted that fact. So hopefully they can prove me wrong. So I do have this as a loss, and I think 10 points is a decent line. However, that's not to say I'm not rooting for the upset this weekend, and I think the Cougs can get it done, but they'll have to play flawlessly. The realistic side of you is like, yeah, it seems about right. I know. Like I said, a finance guy, right? I yeah. have to live in my forecast. I hope I'm off, <laughs> but but we'll see. We'll see. Cleon, what do you think? Well, how can I argue with the finance guy? Yeah, I, know. If it, you know, um, I want to disagree with Johnny. I really please, do. Please. I want to. I, I'm looking for reasons to disagree, but you know, if we're going to go with the betting line, they've got two games to go off of. And I think that's pretty spot on with the two games. They're probably like, we know Arkansas can score. We know they scored against them last year. They've got K.J. Jefferson. They're probably going to be able to score enough points. BYU, we'll see. I, I mean, I think they're betting on BYU's trend right now. And right now, BYU is kind of trending in the wrong way, at least offensively. So I can't disagree with you. I want to, but I can't. There'll be plenty of other things to disagree with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it's fair. I do. And they can only base it off of, like you said, what they've seen so far. That's all we can base it off of. And as us as fans, luckily, we can have high hope. I, I want to disagree. As a fan, I want to be like, no. I think each game they're going to get better and better. I think they're going to come in uh, to Arkansas say, hey, you're not going to get the best of us this year. We have a better defense because it was kind of a shootout last year, a very high-scoring game. 
and the defense just just couldn't get it done for BYU. BYU has a great defense this year. They still have a great quarterback in Keaton Slovis. They have basically, besides Puka Nakua, they have the same uh, weapons on offense. It's a possibility BYU could come out and surprise everybody, but unfortunately, I do agree. <laughs> yeah, Vegas is scary accurate yeah. sometimes, too. I know. <laughs> I think the off- offensive line really needs to clean things up quickly because BYU, this is the start of 10 consecutive Power 5 games. I mean, that's going to be their life from here on out. That's We can't keep saying that 10 Power 5 games in a row because they're in a conference now. They are a Power, power 5 team. But, I mean, this is their first year where – it's going to be like that. So I think they need to clean things up. Yeah, but that's so pretty fun. Quickly. That's so it's fun. Awesome. Th- those are the games, right? I know Jaron Jordan's going to disagree with me, but <laughs> as a player, I want to look forward to those games every week. They're, they're a lot more fun than preparing for a subpar opponent, right? And that's where I'm excited. I think the guys need to get fired up, especially the offensive line. They're not just playing for BYU, but they're playing for themselves. Like yeah. Kingsley, he could be a one of the top picks in the draft if he gets some good film and performs because he's got all he's got all of the measurables. So now it's like the challenge is out to them. Can they do it? And I think they can, but we haven't seen it yet. I agree. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about how much does BYU's 52-35 loss against Arkansas last year matter going into this game. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean alongside Cleon Wall and Johnny Linehan. Arkansas's coach Sam Pittman credited BYU by saying they play extremely hard. They did last year. I think they're a better football team than they were last year. Big physical team. They're totally different on defense than they were last year. Uh, last season, KJ Jefferson passed for 367 yards, five touchdowns, no turnovers against the Cougars, causing a lot of problems for BYU's defense. This game is being touted as a possible revenge game, while Kalani Sitake says revenge can only get you so far. Will BYU perform better with this kind of pressure or by putting a label on it by saying, like, oh, this is a revenge game? You as a player, Johnny, when even like when it was the rivalry or the, you know, whenever you put a label on a game, does it change how you approach the game as a player? Yeah, so disclaimer, punter, obviously. <laughs> I went from kind of being the quarterback of a rugby team, listening yeah. to like Eminem to get me pumped before the game, <laughs> to being a punter listening to country because it's a com- completely different motion. Yeah. I want to be relaxed when I yeah. punt, whereas if I'm actually tackling or running at guys, I need to be more aggressive. Yeah, makes sense. But I do think if you build up the rivalry to an extent, it becomes more of a distraction. And I think as if we look at the Utah rivalry over the last decade, I think people have built that game up so much that you go out and you play more tense, you play yeah. to more to not lose than you do to try and win. And so I think trying to build up a rivalry like this is a must win, a must win, I do think that creates more pressure, which I don't think the Cougars need. However, I think there needs to be that you just have to know, hey, they put 50 points on you in Lavelle's house last year during the middle of the day, and you were embarrassed. You were embarrassed last year. And so now you have an opportunity to go back and pay some of that back. So I think excited is more of the word than I would say revenge. So are those some of the things, do the coaches talk about those kind of things in the locker room like like that? Like they put 50-plus points on you, like to the defense, like – Come on. I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that's some sort of bulletin board material, but it's a new year. It's a new defensive staff. It's a new scheme. I do agree with the Arkansas coach. BYU's defense looks much different and much improved. So I don't necessarily think we need to go back and kind of scrape open old wounds. Yeah. But 
I think that it's definitely the challenge is there. It's in the history books forever. You lost by 17 last year at home, and you were never really in it. So let's go out there and put something on them. Cleon, what do you think? Well, I'm going to go into coach speak mode now. Ready? I think you take it one game at a No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> no, but I will have to say, I, we, we hear this a lot from teams. We just need to worry about ourselves. And I think for this week, that's kind of what I'm expecting. Just worry about yourself. If you do well, if you if you go out there and you execute the way you want to, and again, I sound, oh man, I sound so much like a coach. And sometimes I really hate that. But if you just do the things that you're supposed to, you might get one eleven. Yes, you <laughs> might come out with a victory. I really think BYU, that's all you can really focus on. If you think about last year's game or who the opponent is or the fact that they're playing an SEC team, I think it could go sideways pretty quickly. If they're just like, you know what, we just want to see improvement from last week to this week. I think if you do that, then everything will turn out okay, whether you get a win or a loss. Of course, you're hoping for a win, but if you do that, you can at least see some potential positive momentum, potential positive momentum going forward. Yeah, I, I can't imagine the players care much about this. I, I can't imagine the players are calling this a revenge game necessarily. I think it, it could be to Johnny's point where they said, yeah, let's not be embarrassed again. Let's not get 50-plus points on us, but I, I don't think it's about revenge. Last year was the first time the two teams had ever met. I wouldn't call it a rivalry. I didn't. It didn't seem like the game got heated between the players. And from what I remember, the fan bases were basically singing "Kumbaya" together. Like it was like, "Wow, BYU gives you ice cream. This is so <laughs> great!" And they were giving each other hugs. And you know what I mean. So I'm saying this isn't like something heated where you can call it a revenge game. I think uh, I think it's going to be a both a good test for both of these teams to prove themselves before headed into their respective very tough conference opponents. With that being said, since this is out of conference, and obviously regardless of what happens in this game, both teams still have a chance to make it to the championship of the SEC or the Big 12. Does this game matter, Cleon? Yes. Yes, it does matter. I mean, you have to feel good about something. Why not start this week? I mean, no, it doesn't count in the conference standings. I get that, but... You know, hopefully this week breeds some confidence, not overconfidence, but just some sort of confidence. They have to break out of an offensive malaise. They have to try and prove that last year wasn't a fluke against Arkansas. So, yes, I think this game does matter. Uh, and all you have to do is look to the next week because you look at Kansas and you look at what they can do and those guys can score. Uh, that That's all that you should be able to say is, well, if we want to improve, we got to do good against Arkansas. So, yes, I I think this game matters. It doesn't matter in the conference standings, but it matters. Yeah. Overall, what do you think? 100%. Every game matters, especially with the gauntlet of the schedule that they have this yeah. year. Let's throw the pessimistic hat on again, right? <laughs> Every game that you can win to get you closer to bowl eligibility yeah. matters. And so while it might not matter in the Big 12 standing, it absolutely matters. Not a revenge game, but a statement game. You get to go to Arkansas. You get to go to and be on this big stage. And you get to either perform or not perform, and then people are either thinking to themselves, oh, BYU is legit, let's put them in the top 25, or oh, BYU is who the SUU coach thought they were in their mid-50s. So this absolutely matters. It's huge. I like that you call it a statement game, and it, you're right. I mean, if they win, I, I don't even know if it has to be in a convincing manner, but it could boost them in the top 25 with a win. I don't care if it's 2-0. I would actually love it if it's 2-0. <laughs> get a safety. 
after a good pin. Two zero. That would be maybe sweet. the snap will go over the punter's head, and you know it'll go out the other end zone. So <laughs> that would that would be cool too. Yeah. <laughs> I I think this is going to be this could be a great confidence boost for BYU because I think even the players had to have thought they were going to be coming into Sam Houston and SUU, and I know they say I know what the players say, I know what the coaches say. You treat every team the exact same. But of course, in your mind, you're human. You're like, it's an FSFS or FCS team. We should blow these guys out. You, you got to be thinking that. And so I think, and although they did score 41 points against SUU, I'm sure even the players are like, whoa, all right, are we uh, are we as good as we thought we were? And, and I think Arkansas could uh, be a great confidence booster if they come in, even hang with them, even if they end up losing. But it's a really close game, and they hang. I think that could be a great boost heading into the Big 12 for BYU. We're starting a new segment called Storytime now, and I'm really excited for Johnny's here. He's got great stories where we can tell stories from our fandom, playing time, or careers. Today we're going to tell a story about an experience with an SEC school. Let's start with Johnny. So Mississippi State comes to mind, right? Two two stories. The first one is more of a game. Well, they both actually game-related stories. The The first one is when we played them at home in 2016. Yeah. And we had such a phenomenal team. You look at that team, it was pretty stacked. We went 9-4, and four, right? So fairly mediocre, but we lost those games by a combined eight points. Yeah. And that included beating Mississippi State in double overtime at LaValle Edwards Stadium. And I had a great punt, thing, 64 <laughs> yards, one punt, which was great. I probably Take still that, watch Ryan it. Rico. I probably still watch my own highlights on YouTube most days, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> who doesn't? So you got to pump yourself up. Why does Johnny Linehan's <laughs> punting YouTube have 1 million views yeah, from what? the same computer? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. My mom will have a few in there. Uh, but so that it's always, you always have really fond memories of games that you win and games that you played yeah. well in. And so that was one where we did both. I do remember this game in particular, though, because 2016 was an interesting season, more as it relates to our field goal kicking. Obviously, we started that year with with Arizona, and, mm-hmm. and Jake Oldward came on. Now, that's a story in and of itself yeah. for another day where I told Coach Sataki, hey, you need to get him on the plane for this game because he wasn't in full camp because he hurt his knee. Then he goes on the field and people didn't know who he was. Then he kicks this game winner. You now convinced he's in Kalani BYU to lore. get him on the plane. Yeah, so kind of a sidetrack to the SEC story is, yeah, we had a really rough field goal kicking session where a lot of our kickers were missing. And Jake was there doing rehab and because he had torn his meniscus and it had surgery. And Kalani's like, what are we going to do? And yeah. I was like, Jake. Jake's the guy. And so that was pretty cool to see him come in wow. and perform in his first game with, with his green cleats on and Under Armour shirt that he had to tape over because <laughs> Nike wouldn't allow it. But he hadn't been given any team issued gear yet. Anyway, so back to the, the Mississippi State. So then Red Armand gets like his redemption that game as he kicks the, the game-winning field goal there at the end. So actually that might have been against Toledo. I might have been getting these stories mixed up. No, we beat Mississippi State. My bad. That was against Toledo. But maybe it was the punt that I'm thinking of in terms of— But they were both super high-scoring They were They games. were super high-scoring games. So 2017, though, we go back and we're thinking, hey, this is really, really cool that we get to play here. They have the Cowbells. I grew up as a big Chiefs fan, which is the rugby Chiefs in New okay. Zealand. They're the Chiefs team. And they have the Cowbells. So I remember every rivalry game in New Zealand with the rugby between the Chiefs and the Blues, I'd take my Cowbell to school because <laughs> I lived in the other uh, other city, so uh-huh. I was a fan of the other team. So I'd take my Cowbell. So it was cool going to play in front of Cowbells again. And then 
we just got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> we got destroyed. I punted well that game. It was great, right, from a selfish standpoint, but we got destroyed. And I remember we, we weren't in it from the very beginning. And I remember looking right after halftime, looking up at the stands and going, oh, everybody must be out for concessions. <laughs> Nobody came back. I don't know what there is else to do in Mississippi, but I thought people were going to come back. They had just ridden us off at halftime and they didn't even come back. And I mean, it proved they proved right. So that's kind of my good with the SEC. We're beating them here, having the field rushed. It was great. And then and the bad. bad, right? But it's, it's always fun playing in front of a great opponent. From a player's perspective, I feel like as fans, we look at the SEC as just these giants. You know, like these players are just giants and they're so much better head and shoulder above all other conferences. As a player, did it feel like that when you were going against these guys? Well, everybody's a giant compared to me. That's what I don't get. Like I I went on a mission trip. I'm not 350 pounds on six feet eight. Like that's not an advantage. Uh, I'm just old, but uh, I think the SEC is interesting, right? I didn't grow up here, so I don't have a fear of any team. I'm like, oh, those yeah. teams are good. Yeah. I don't understand their history. I wasn't a, a, around yeah. or even caring about any of that. So I, while I respect the SEC, it still is a conference as a whole. Yeah, you're going to fear and respect some teams more than others in the SEC. So I think Arkansas, in terms of an SEC where they stand in the pack, they're not. you're not looking at them in terms of like an Alabama, right? right? But they're still a really good opponent. And, and they, they warrant that respect. So I think the boys are going to be excited to play there. My story comes from a fan perspective of, with the SEC. So I married my husband in 2017. He's from Texas, but most of his family is from Tennessee. And they are just huge Bulls fans, just just diehard. They live right outside of Knoxville. And uh, so they, when BYU happened to play Tennessee in 2019, I'm new to the family, you know. So I'm trying to keep my peace <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hey, well, this is going to be so fun. And I didn't know how competitive. Um, it's mostly his uncles. Uh, I didn't know, how, you know, the type of fans they truly were. And so I text them during that game. It was a great game, as we know. BYU came out on top in overtime. And uh, I text them, good game. And it was not a good move by me. Not a good move. <laughs> nope. My husband's like, no, no, you, you do not say anything to them if Tennessee loses. Like, that is a no-no. And they did eventually write back and said, good game. Like period, you know, like just, just as cold as can be, and they are the greatest people in the whole world. But man, they love their Tennessee Bulls. So I feel like that was my fan experience uh, with the SEC. They love football, guys. <laughs> yeah, they well, really love their football in the south. My son's playing on a flag football team, and they're orange, and they chose Tennessee Volunteers hey. as their team name. I have no idea why, and it's always weird because they're like, weren't, weren't you BYU? It's like, hey, my son <laughs> might support Tennessee more than BYU, so maybe you can you can let him know. Well, we got a we – got a, oh, my gosh. What's his name that just transferred to BYU – or sorry, to Tennessee now on the defensive side? Uh-huh. Come on, yeah, Johnny. That's for the K, right? Come on, Johnny, my brain. 40-something. Edit this out. 41. <laughs> yes, this will definitely be an edit. Peely. Keenan Peely. Yes, see, He's now it. a starter yeah. for Tennessee, so just say he's a Keenan Peely fan. All right, and that does it for us today. Thanks again to Johnny Linehan and Cleon Wall for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYURadio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.